Wool spools and horses. Trade and commerce at Mullamast. Though it is easy to think of it as a sleepy medieval hamlet in rural Kildare, manorial villages like Mullamast were part of a major international trade network. During the late 13th century, thousands of sacks of wool and hundreds of thousands of hides left Ireland each year. Grain produced in the fields around the village crossed the sea to feed the king's armies, a process managed by Italian merchant bankers. Wool and animal hides from Mullamast were transported by road and river to the ports of New Ross, Waterford and Dublin to be traded in France and Flanders. Medieval Mullamast was also an early adopter of the trade that Kildare remains most famous for today, horse breeding. Mullamast's representatives at market offered their customers a wide range of products. From their livestock alone, the villagers sold fleeces, hides, meat, horn, bone, and the animals themselves. For the villagers in Mullamast, the sights, sounds, and smells of butchering and skinning were part of everyday life. But the excavation revealed no evidence that they carried out related work like tanning or leatherworking. They may have preferred to focus exclusively on producing the raw materials, leaving detailed craft work to artisans based elsewhere. The business of buying and selling their goods probably started at home, focused around the village green. But the locals would also have journeyed on foot and by ox and cart to the regular fairs and markets at nearby Moon and Arts Gull. There they would have hoped for a good price for their wares, perhaps keeping an eye out for something special to bring to those at home. There seems little doubt that horses were the jewel in Mullamas crown. The unusually large number of horse bones from the excavation bore no butchery marks, showing that these animals were not being raised for meat. Added to that, nearly all of them were over six years old, with almost no juveniles or young adults. This tells us that the older animals were being kept for breeding stock, while the younger ones were sold off. The horses being raised at Mullamast were no ordinary animals. They were a breed known as the Irish Hobby, which was particularly small, but also very fast and extremely manoeuvrable. They were highly sought after for military use in the 13th and 14th centuries. Hobbies were the mount of choice for lightly armoured Irish troops known as hobblers Dressed in a padded jacket and carrying a sword, knife and lance, these were the favoured scouts of the English armies. Hundreds of Irish hobblers served with Edward I and Edward II as they battled William Wallace and Robert de Bruce in Scotland. They even made their way to the continent, with the Earl of Kildare bringing 50 to the Siege of Calais in 1346. The demand for hobblers and the hobby horses they rode offered a major financial boon for manorial villages like Mullamast, who sought to cash in on their popularity. The increased revenue that the hobby horses brought chiefly benefited the Lord. However, those not fortunate enough to be born into the nobility lived modest lives and sought to be as self-sufficient as they could. Sewing needle cases and a spindle whirl indicated that this probably extended to making and mending their own clothes. 
Repair instead of replace was the mantra of the medieval farmer. But some objects had to be traded, and the flow of goods and products at Mullamast was not all one way. Even for the less well-off, there was room for the occasional flourish. A ring brooch adorned with chevrons that once closed a dress at the neck, an ornate buckle that secured a belt enlivened with a pattern of incised lines. But by far the most common imported item at Mullamast was pottery, from kilns located within the Anglo-Norman colony, both in Dublin and Kildare. Only one of the potsherds originated in France, and just two in England, reflecting indirect links to international markets. The excavation revealed that Mullamast was at one end of the marketing chain that sent Irish goods into Britain and Europe, and through which international goods flowed back. However, it is most telling in this regard that only a single late medieval coin was found during the entire excavation. A silver penny of Edward I, minted in Canterbury between 1279 and 1307.